in a world where heresy blankets the airwaves, religious stuffed shirts suck the life out of Sunday morning, and prosperity teachers rob grandmothers of their pensions, three unassuming ministers endeavor to shine the light of biblical theology and put the fun back in fundamentalism. Live from the Hall of Dogma. Welcome to episode one of the Gospel Friends. I'm Nuclear Nick. I'm Captain Crunchy. And I am Reverend Verbage. Game on. Welcome in, guys. It is good to be back. It is good to be back in the Hall of Dogma. The Hall of Dogma, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it uh, creaks a lot at night, late at night as we film. Where we broadcast record. from is quite scary, but it is a bastion of truth against evildoers. Was it? Was it a good idea to build the Hall of Dogma out of like, sheet metal? Sheet metal. <laughs> well, I mean, people will never know. Thus far, it has not fallen to interloper and that's heretics. The, that's only the external frame. That's that's not what it's built on the inside. Inside is impervious. That's, that's right. True. So, supervillains out there, you will not blow us away with Don't your even try. lower no. than category one tornadoes no. or slight wind storms or anything like that. It may it may appear to be just a Butler building, but. That is just to deceive you. Indeed it is. Although I really wish it wouldn't make all the noises. It's not ideal. Yeah. It just, I keep jerking my head around. But anyway. Don't be afraid. I shouldn't because I have superpowers. Yes. What is your superpower? I was superpower? wondering when that was coming in. Uh, Reverend Verbage superpowers is, uh, well, I have the ability to uh, talk people into an oblivion. <laughs> With a long sermon. Yes. I've it, never experienced that. Especially if I've experienced it many times. It is yeah. a potent power. Nuke. I'm working on Revelation 21. Especially if uh, there's heresy involved. Today I had to use my superpower when I or confronted football. a potential heretic in the church who was proclaiming Apollinarianism, which is a word I know how to pronounce. Okay, so uh, your superpower is to uh, pronounce very large theological words that no of us, none of us actually know. Correct. Okay. Are you going what to is use, Are you going to use that voice the whole time? No, I'm going to calm down in a minute. I think when we're I'm in, still pumped up from fighting evil all day. I think when we're, <laughs> I think when we're in the hall of dogma, you don't actually have to use the voice. Okay. And, and haven't you been in meetings with church people, elder meetings, etc.? It has okay. been a long day, gentlemen. It has. Apollinarianism is a Christological heresy taught in the fourth century by <laughs> Apollinarius of Laodicea, and I'm just saying that off the top of my head. He's not kidding. No, I thought he was kidding. He's really not. Does he know that all the other superheroes make fun of him when he's not around? Do y'all know that I'm the biggest of the superheroes? You and are. I could sit on you but with that, my other secret power. But that low-carb diet that you went on recently. Is <laughs> but if you do that, that, we may have to risk the structure of our... Don't talk about the low-carb low diet. It just puts me in a bad mood. So I really thought he made up the word Apollinarianism to do something about idolatry of apple products and was going to not at all real word real heretic actually speaking of a low carb diet every episode you should bring a word that we have no idea i will endeavor to do such a thing okay he's still using the voice you need to calm down i can't oh boy it's gonna be a fun show so today for check this out we have a uh, a craft cola 
which is kind of interesting. I bet you didn't know that such a thing existed. This so I'm, is, I'm guessing uh, this isn't coming out of the fountain at the 7-Eleven. No, this is coming out of a very expensive place where they nice. really want real money for this stuff, not just 50 cents. <laughs> Where'd you get this? Can you I, tell? I got where do you this, get this soda for 50 cents? There's a new mercantile in Clay, Alabama. Oh, McAnally's. Yes, okay. McAnally's, which is a really cool place. Is it really called mercantile? Is that the yes, it's fancy name? It's retro. I thought it was mercantile. It's retro like gospel friends, so it's cool. <laughs> Reach for that. Okay. I guess Reverend Verbage should actually know how to pronounce words. Well, actually, that's not important as long as I can. As long as you can words, keep talking. <laughs> yeah, nothing about it has to do with you pronouncing it correctly. It's just on and on. So Virgil's now Virgil's um, real cola, which you've brought us tonight. I haven't tried this yet. I'm going to in just a second. But it's uh, being served by a bearded man to two children in thrones. Well, well, the children. bearded man is, is Virgil. Okay. And he has made a superb carbonated beverage with all natural ingredients. Have you ever had this before? I have. And I got to tell you, this is the best cola in the entire world. And real cane sugar, no, none oh. of that HFCS garbage. What was that? High fructose corn syrup. All right, I'm about to try this. Hey, I have a question uh, show-wise. I originally wanted to call this segment Dude Review. Um, and, and we're calling we're doing it, this again. We're calling it check it out. Could we yep. call it dude? Check it out. Dude. Check I like this that. Out. That works for me. How about you? Nuke. Nuke looks a little angry, but Hey, what else is new? <laughs> hey, Nuke, as we have told you, we can no longer afford repairs to the hall of dogma. When you Save explode. it for the heretics and prosperity gospel proclaimers. Right, I'm going to try the, uh... hey, that's really good. Oh Look, gosh, it's it, it's not just great. Coke, right? No, it's not. It's very good. How do you? Um, is it is it cruel irony that you? Um, no preservatives, no caffeine. Okay, now I'm robbed. No, Hold cap, on. Cap, cap has really went on a um, low carb thing. Hey, good so for him. I can only have a tiny sip of this. Does that make you mad? It makes me almost as angry as Nuke over here. Thank you, <laughs> Cap. <laughs> That's appreciate that. Now, where's this produced? I don't know. It looks like it's produced in heaven based on the picture. <laughs> yeah, it, it really they claim does. it's, it, we would swear it's made in heaven. All right. Virgil's Real Cola. Served chilled without eyes. No, Pick some up today. It actually is really good. That is really good. Speaking Los Angeles, of, California, yeah, which really. is kind of the salsa equivalent of New York City. <laughs> Get but it is a good cola. Check it out at virgils.com. We don't make money. No, we really don't. Virgil. They probably don't even want or us endorsing them. <laughs> superheroes. Yeah. Hey, uh, this is really good. I appreciate you bringing it in. Glad it's to good. do so. Speaking of good, it's good to be back with you guys. We haven't done a uh, podcast. It has been a, far too long. Yeah, it's been a while. Well, we can't mention the name of our last podcast or people that might reveal figure our, out who we but are. that was the other guys identities. on the show. Not, yeah, it wasn't us. Correct. It wasn't us. It wasn't us. Hey, real quick to cover our tracks, let's find out who's going to bring up the first segment. How about, guys, we play a game? Okay. I'm all in. Okay. I think, wait, what kind of game? The game is Hero or Zero. I'm going to give you oh, a done. list this of awesome. two <laughs> comic book characters, one of which is Ursatz, one of which is real. Wait, what is Ursatz? I mean fake, oh, sorry. Lord, help us. One of which is fake, one of which is real, and you choose the bona fide guy. Okay, also so lady. the second game, but that's... So can, these are real... One is real, one is, one real. is made up. Okay. I, I is Superman on here? Because you might be in trouble. I know like three super 
hero characters and all comic books. Considering and, and your Aquaman. profession of super heresy fighter, that's rather odd. Well, look, if they don't come to the Hall of Dogma, I don't know who they are. Other okay. than Superman, Green Lantern. Well, I can tell Batman, you, spoiler alert, Aquaman, some of these... Who's not a real superhero. You know the Avengers have never come to the Hall of Dogma. Well, Aquaman's a real superhero if you're in a fish tank, but <laughs> that's a different story. They get much more obscure here in the game than uh, Aquaman. Okay, to you, Rev. Question number one. Clubber Jones versus Arm Falloff Boy. Which is the real comic book hero? Really? That's the question you get. Clubber give him. Jones versus Arm Falloff Boy. Yes. All right. I am going. To, I have never heard of either one of those. I'm not surprised. But I am going to go with the one that I least think it to be. Okay. Because I think you're trying to fool me. So that strategy with, is not always going to work. Was, I think it's going to work for this one. I'm going to go with Arm Falloff Boy. You got it right. Yeah. Arm falloff boy's power stems from his ability to okay. I would pull his wrong. Pull his arm off. I would have and beat up evil doers with his arm. Wait, that's a true story. How does he? Wouldn't why couldn't you just don't go don't go here? But why couldn't you just hit people with your arm while it's still on your body? I don't know. But real DC comic, he did not make it into the the our competitors in go ahead Hall of Justice. Okay, to you, Nuke. Night Owl versus Hoot Owl. Which is the real hero? Okay, so or which is the real comic see book character? See, my first character? thought goes to Nightwing. Um, hmm. This is a more oh, difficult one. But see, in this battle, you should have a leg up over Rev here, because he said he only knows three heroes. Well, yeah, but he got the last one right, and so now I'm afraid you're trying to pull. Well, you're I could, down one to nothing. I could tell. And both of those what? sound it's, similar. Night Owl versus Hoot Owl. Can okay. I Google? You may not Google. Fail. Hey, for for uh, bonus points, what sound does Arm Falloff Boy's arm make when it comes off his body? I'd love to know. Plorp. <laughs> P-L-O-R-P. My power... Whoa, 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 I think that's a bad word. My power will astound you. Observe as I detach my limb. <laughs> I'm reading from the comic. No, you're not. I'm reading... No, there's really a picture of it on there. It oh, is. Oh, that's not Google okay. Images. All right, uh, Nuke, you have five seconds. Okay. Night Owl I've, or Hoot Owl? I've got to go with Night Owl. Night Owl is the correct answer. Thank goodness. Night Owl is actually two different hero, uh, characters in the uh, Alan Moore Watchmen comics. Well done. One to one. Oh, I so forgot about Watchmen. Okay. Well done. That's a classic. Yep. The, uh, that is the oh, that's arm gross. fall off That is action gross. figure. Action figure. Well, I, I, I can stand to have that action now. figure. Another one to you, Rev. Are you ready? Yes, Speaking I Speaking of which, great movie, just... Not if you want to say sanctified. <laughs> Matter Eater Lad versus Big Chunk. Matter Eater Lad versus Big Chunk. Is that Matter Eater as in Matter? Like M A T T E R. Okay, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with Big Chunk. I Big really Chunk is incorrect. Matter Eater Lad is from the planet Bismol. Which is funny. Oh no, that's not where okay. poisonous microbes have made all the food inedible, and he can eat anything. Theoretically, he could even eat Superman. So, David, you've missed your really uh, indeed. Yeah, it, the score is still tied one to one. I guess we will play first one to three. That goes to you, Nuke Walid. But we've only both had would have had to. Okay, whatever. Go ahead. First one to three wins. I'm only bringing logic into this. Walid hey, Shurabat. Good. That's a difficult word to pronounce. Walid hey, Shurabat. Calm down. Versus Muhammad X. 
Walid Shurabat versus Muhammad X. And yes, both are Islamic-sounding names. That's the theme. Which one is the real comic book character? A. Walid Shurabat is a good guess, but no, he is in fact a former... Uh, claims to be a former member of the PLO terrorist organization who has converted Great. to Christianity and is an apologist. Is Muhammad that, X is, in fact, the comic book character. Oh, is is that a, a Middle Eastern comic book? Uh, I don't know much about him. I, I just know that uh, he has the power to control gravity. Why does arm fall off boy's arm? Why does it not bleed when it comes off? That's one it's of his powers. Power. Do you not understand the nature of a superpower? Apparently not. I'm astounded by this guy. Okay, it's still one to one. Too strong of a word. We're gonna have to pick up the pace here, guys. To you, Rev. Oh no, this is captivating radio. Armless Tiger Man versus Kid Cootie. Uh, <laughs> I'm having uh, elementary school flashbacks right now. Armless Tiger Man versus Kid Cootie. I'm gonna go with to kid. when you got your arm tied behind your back because somebody thought you had cooties and they beat you senseless. Bad, bad, bad name. Which flashback. one are you gonna go? I'm on Kid Cootie. Kid Cootie is, in fact, a popular hip-hop artist. Armless Tiger Man can use his teeth and feet in many ways, including sliding down a chain with his teeth. To you, Nuke, Red Bee versus Orange Crush. Just just pick. <laughs> many people don't know that uh, Armless Tiger Man actually used to be Arm Falloff Boy in... Till he, <laughs> he put his arms somewhere and he didn't know where he put them. And, and he so, lost his power. And he lost it, so now he's... Uh, I'm going with option A again. Red B is correct. Yes. Red B's power is he has a swarm of trained bees stored in his belt. Okay. The score is two to one. I All lost. Right. He's not getting to pick I'm the, shocked. Over to you, Rev. Oh, wait. I hadn't lost First yet. Of three, not yet, first but almost. Sushi Man versus Egg Fu in a battle of poor stereotype characters. Um, that I, offends half the world, or more than half. I, I'm going with uh, Egg Fu. Egg Fu is the correct character, an enemy of Wonder Woman, who used his uh, Charlie Chan speech-like pattern and his uh, mustache as a whip to attack Wonder Woman. Two to two, the next one wins. I'm going to throw it out there, the first one that says it wins. Are you ready? Sarsaparilla Kid versus Bouncing Boy. Bouncing Boy. Bouncing Boy is correct. Ah, In an upset, Rev has won. back and won. I will not stand for... Hey, calm, Nuke. Calm. I'm okay. Roof's expensive. Calm down. That may be the first... If it wasn't for the Virgil's Cola, you would be... That may be the first comic book-related contest I've ever won or participated in. So, funny story. It's not the first one. What? Well, some guys we knew one time. Yeah, had a podcast... So, funny story about some of our previous interactions. So, we're driving, my wife and family, and I today. Yeah. And I'm, you may have known I'm prone to arguing with people. No. Good Hence nature. No. Clear Nick. Good natured conversation. You nuke. And I may or may not have incited my wife to action in which she decides to, to try to pinch a very vulnerable spot of my upper anatomy. And I, I quickly objected. Must be his nose. At which point she said, well, you do it to David all hey, the hey, time. Hey, I mean, hey. you do it to... Oh, hey. Hey. Which one are you? Rev all the time. You just put him at risk from all sorts of Joel Osteens and Rob Bells. <laughs> and all my family. Our arch enemies. My family's at risk now. I like the fact that um, 
Miss Nuke, Miss Nuke. has seen has seen your your ways because I have been the uh, victim of said pinch many times when Nuke was angry over something. I'm just or saying it wasn't me tonight. So lighthearted fun. Do you have a big theological word that describes people who like to hurt their friends? Nestorianists. <laughs> okay. Gesundheit. I don't even know how to spell that. What did I win in that, that contest? That should have been mine. Did? You win the leadership of the first segment. Do I really? Which goes to you, yeah. Congratulations. We're going... We really need to invest in a soundboard. Yeah, and some good theme music. I'm I mean, right good here. theme music. No, you can't. No, Biff. Right. We Plorp. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just adding some action. Plorp, plorp has got to be a sound effect. <laughs> okay, Plorp is... Uh, all right, I'm going to try to take us this. As I won segment, so I've won the right for the first segment. Yes. So we're about to go from... Keep bragging about it, all right? We're about to go from incredibly... Keep bringing up old stuff. Calm yourself, Nuke. We're about to go from incredible silly to serious for a moment. Can but you that's just that? going to be kind of one of the hallmarks of gospel friends i suspect so this this segment that i'm going to bring right now is called ask the rev but it's not just me it's it's ask any of us i'm in because we're all ministers in our mundane day jobs we all work as ministers in local evangelical churches which will not be identified yet because all the members would leave. Yes. <laughs> out, of, <laughs> out of disgrace. But you can find it online at agapepinson.com. That was a I'm slick. afraid we're going to have to edit that out. That was a slick move. It's too identifying. Yep. So I, I, I'm actually, so for, for this segment, for Ask the, uh, Ask the Rev, is that what we came up with? They have to go back a long way to find me on the podcast. You guys are pretty, yeah. y'all are done. Did we do Ask the Rev or was it going to be something else? Ask the Rev sounds good to me. Okay, I forgot. It's the, uh, generic. I forgot the segment names. But I informative. S- so I was having a conversation. Oh, no, no. We were going to call it Ask Pastor John. Uh, no. Sure. Think That's pre- not taken that already. Effect, okay. I'm pretty sure that, yeah, that sound effect was hot. I'm, I'm pretty sure that one's already out Redeeming. there. Oh, my bad. Because okay. that was a good idea to have an Ask Pastor John segment. Yeah. It's someone beat us to it. Dang. And he's pretty Whose good. name is actually John. And oh, he, well, that that's probably helpful. And he would probably disown us as brothers in Christ if he heard this podcast. No comment. Okay, so I uh, I was having a conversation with a friend of mine this week, and we were talking about um, uh, we were we were talking about uh, growing in love for Jesus. And, you know, it, one of the things that I was explaining to him, I read several years ago a sermon uh, by a guy named Thomas Chalmers. You actually, mm-hmm. uh, Captain, turned me on to uh, this uh, the sermon. It was called The Expulsive Power of a New Affection. Lots of big words there. Yeah, Thomas Chalmers was, uh, you had to <laughs> was a minister back in the 1800s, right? Late yes. 1800s? And, um, Maybe the, the, earlier than late 1800s. Right, look I'll that, look that look up. Look that up while I talk. Uh, but the, the sermon, you can find it online, uh, Google it, it is incredible. And it, basically he, he talks about in there in the synopsis, very uh, the summary, uh, that you know, rather than just aim to kill sin, uh, that that you something needs to replace that in your heart, and that the the best way to rid your life of sin is to fall in love with something that is superior to it, namely Jesus. And so that as you fall more in love with Jesus, you will uh, fall out of love with the things that would oppose Him. 
that, that's the synopsis of the uh, of the the expulsive power of a new affection. Great sermon. Highly recommend it. Google it and 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 read through it. I heard about it from my friend Tim Keller. <laughs> did uh, did Tim tell you that over lunch? He did. Okay. So I was he ex- tweeted me. I was talking to my friend about this as we were discussing how do you overcome. Uh, sins that are tightly binding in your life. So how do you overcome what people might call strongholds, sins that are very difficult for you to uh, overcome? And so I was I was pointing him in this direction that Thomas Chalmers went in, in falling more in love with Christ. I think sometimes as Christians, I think sometimes even as ministers, maybe we, we focus a lot on kill the sin, kill the mm-hmm. sin. And and I you know understand that, and to some degree that is... Yeah, look, that is biblical that we we are trying to rid our lives of those things. But how do you practically do that? And so, one of the things I was pointing him toward is um, falling more in love with Jesus. And he asked me a follow up question, which was simply, "Well, how do I do that?" So that's that's the ask the rev question tonight. If someone were to ask you, "How do you fall more in love with Jesus?" Um, what would your what would your response be? So I might go to the captain first. You got any thoughts on that? Wow, that's a great question. I, I almost wish I'd had a little time to prepare, so I'm going to be a- ask, answering uh, a little bit off the cuff. Well, that would have been you know, fair, and we're not always about fair in the Hall of Dogma. Can no, I ask a clarifying question while you're... Yeah, go ahead. Maybe or maybe yeah. not. Is this person married or in any, or in any type of relationship? This person is my friend is married. That I was okay. talking to. Yes, yeah. And so, and, and go ahead, uh, Captain. Well, I was get, I'll give a quick answer. I'm going to give a very traditional Baptist, almost Sunday school answer. But my reasons for it are, are might even be a little bit controversial. One way you fall more in love with Jesus is through the Word. Duh. Agreed. Right. Okay. Reading the Bible in the Bible. But here's the thing. Multiple times in the Scripture. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. We find the Bible making this claim that somehow, in some way, I don't think I can fully understand, and I'm sure lots of our our friends out there in Radio Land would nitpick some of this uh, a bit, but somehow, some way, Jesus really is the Word of God, Mm -hmm. and he's in the Word of God. And I don't know if I understand that, but there's this amazing scene in Revelation uh, 19. Um, and uh, let's see, let me get Revelation 19. It's describing Jesus uh, as the one sitting on a white horse. Revelation 19, verse 11, he's, he's called faithful and true. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many crowns, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe, dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And yes, I think that's the spoken word of God, but I think it's the written word of God too. And I'm not saying that Jesus is the Bible and the Bible is Jesus. I am saying that, all right, for instance, you read Charles Dickens. It's not like as you read, a, you know, one of the, the Pickwick papers or one of the Charles Dickens books, it's not like he's going to be in the room with you. Yeah. At the time, it's not like, you, you know, you'll get to know a little bit about him better, but when you read the Word of God, when you're reading the teachings of Jesus, you're having a supernatural encounter yeah. with Jesus. It's more than just reading about an author. I, I like that. I like that. 
Nuke, you got any thoughts? Uh, yeah, my, you know, I love, I love that answer. Cause I mean, that's, you know, again, I kind of defer to what, um, Cap was saying about the, it, it's a Sunday school answer, but it's, it is the answer. Um, my kind of way I, I, I try to articulate that to people, especially if they're married, is, you know, of course, this, answer, this question is going to be a little bit different if it's a believer versus a non-believer. Um, but if it's a believer and they're married, I'm, you know, I'm just simply going to approach it practically and be like, hey, um, you've been married X amount of time. Shoot straight with me. Are there, are there ever days where you look at your wife and go, I love you, but, you know, it's tough today or I'm frustrated or, you, you know, the, the, the tinglies, you know, of that new romance, you know, it's, um, you go into seasons in marriage where it's, it is walking something out with someone. It's not that tingly feeling, but there's that underlying devotion and that care. And I, I relate it to people in a practical sense in, in that way a lot. I'm a worship guy. And so I know one of the ways to get my head back where it needs to be is, is worship. Um, and, um, and so, you know, you kind of, you relate that when you and your wife have been, um, you know, things haven't been able, it hasn't just been, whether it be kids or job or whatever, y'all haven't been able to have your you time where you work on your, your relationship, um, intimacy and, and not just the lights off kind, you know, what, what do you guys do? How does that work for you? Well, okay. Just the way you need to, to cultivate that relationship. What, what, makes you appreciate the the person of Jesus, not just this, hey, God, I know you're up there and I'm supposed to pray and you're supposed to be listening, but what makes you go, wow, what what Jesus did for me, what God has, and it goes back to the word, right? Um, with our kids, we, we read through the Jesus Storybook Bible, and um, it's always... Um, it's trying to it's it's trying to tell the story of the gospel in an overarching narrative of um, at the very beginning a, a, a rescuer was needed, and the way it tells all the stories is points to our need for a rescuer all throughout the Old Testament, and it ends up pointing out you know when when Jesus comes into the picture that he is that rescuer, and so if you when you read the word and think of it in that in that same way and you, and you let the word describe what what Jesus is for you and did for us and all those different things. It's like whenever we, we go in out on date night and it's just us and our wives and there's no distractions and, and you appreciate that person all over again kind of thing. And so it's a, I kind of try to hit the practical with, with people from yeah. that perspective. Good, Nuke. Well, hey, Cap. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Rev. And yeah, yeah, yeah. 100,000 words. You're, you're Cap. I, I get confused sometimes. It's all this caffeine. And 100,000 words or less, how would you answer that question? Well, uh, you know, let me, I want to read. Uh, Thomas Chalmers, by the way, was a Scottish minister. He was born in 1780, died in 1847. Yes. Um, and, and like I said, if you Google the expulsive power of a new affection, you'll find this sermon. Actually, I think it's one of the, a PDF of it, one of the uh, very beginning links there. Now, I t- I'll tell you up front, it's, it's, uh, you know, they talked weird back then. I don't know if. <laughs> It's it's like having a it's like having a conversation with uh, Cap when he's on caffeine. I mean, it's uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of big words. Complementarianism. <laughs> it's it's a lot of big oh, words. Got it. Sorry, I thought I saw a heretic. They but he actually said Kindle uh, book for ninety nine cents. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. It's. Uh, I'll try to put some link in the show notes. Okay. It, it, here's a, here's a line from the sermon: New affection is more successful in replacing an old affection than simply trying to end it without supplanting it with something 
better. I it, when I when I read this message, it was very it was so very practical to me. And I, I have as a minister many times had discussions with 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 uh, people about well, how do I get over this particular sin? Quite honestly, a lot of times with guys, um, it, it's it's issues of pornography. Uh, it's it's uh, you know uh, um, something along those lines, and something that is just very difficult for them to uh, to defeat in their life. And so I found this to be very practical. And it all it almost sounds to say you need to fall more in love with Jesus. It almost sounds um, very ch- so churchy, you know. You know. Be more in love with Jesus and you won't sin. But it's very practical right. that the more that um, that affection that you have for pornography or whatever it is, the more that affection can be replaced by a greater affection. Uh, and I'm speaking of someone who have, has personally struggled with great sin in my life, uh, and I have found that over time that I've lost the desire for that sin the more that I've come to know and love Christ. So it's a very practical thing. Um, so if I, if I was going to lay out a couple of practical um, uh, pieces of advice, I would say, uh, as you did, and it's immerse yourself in the Word of God to begin with. Immerse yourself in good teaching and podcast. Immerse yourself in the Word um, because the Word, as you said, the Word became flesh and it's Jesus. And when you are reading the Bible, you are not reading a book as much as you're reading a person. And so fall in love with Christ. And and, and we'll kind of end here, but as my friend and I even talked about, a lot of people at that point will say, well, I don't, um, I don't necessarily enjoy reading the Bible. And so uh, that's probably another question for another day. But uh, uh, the great thing is reading the Bible is a way to get to know Jesus. So uh, I think it's appropriate to pray before you read the Bible and say, Mm. Christ, help me to understand this. Help me to see where you are in this book. And uh, and that and and that is a great starting point for us. Um, but it is it's it's on all of us to fall more in love with Christ, and uh, and it has amazing effects when it comes to overcoming sin. Well, the Word of God is is living and active. Uh, let me see if I can throw out an illustration there. Um, say you have an addiction to little Debbie cakes, and you eat them all the time. Well, there's two different ways to overcome that addiction. One is sheer willpower and just say, I'm not going to do it. The other is, as Chalmers said, and as you're talking about, talking about is throw it out with a greater affection, which in this case might be something like a hot fudge cake sundae from hamburger heaven, which, oh my gosh, I can taste it right now. I you can totally, tell the one of us who's on a diet, by the way. <laughs> I totally would give up little Debbie cakes for something like that. And that's how much greater Jesus is than sin. Yeah. And I think Piper, if he were here today uh, on this episode of Ask Pastor John, would tell us that uh, God no, desires... No, no. Oh, wait. It's, it's not Ask Pastor John. It was, it was Ask the, the Rev. Rev. Right. Uh, I, I, C.S. Lewis. The Rev did ask the question, which is a little bit weird. Well, but. It is. At, well that's true. Ask the Rev, ask the Rev. But nevertheless, C.S. Lewis said uh, one time, It would seem that our Lord finds our desires not too strong but too weak. We are half-hearted creatures fooling around with drink and sex and ambition when infinite joy is offered us like an ignorant child who wants to go on making mud pies in a slum because he cannot imagine what is meant by the offer of a holiday at the sea. We are far too easily 
please. That is one of my top five favorite Christian quotes of all time. So do not be easily pleased. Seek after Christ. Fall in love with him. And I will just say, I think there is a responsibility for us as as believers um, to make Christianity look like a holiday at the sea, not Mm. um, a trip to the principal's office. Hey. Hey, That's quotable. That'll tweet. That will tweet, Nuke. Boom. Good we'll job. Put it on Twitter and uh, and dash nuke on it. Yes. All right. Uh, time for take it or leave it, gentlemen. This is the part of the show where I give you several topics uh, and you consider whether or not you want to comment on them. If you want to comment on the particular topic uh, and tell me whether you like it or lump it, then uh, you can uh, accept that topic. Otherwise, you can say pass. Sound good? Everybody thoroughly confused? Yeah, I am thoroughly confused, but... Uh, but I like it. Yeah. Rev, I'll, you'll I'll figure like it out as we go. It's like 25 minutes into a reverend sermon. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, I'm cleaning nice. dishes by then. So basically... Hey, 25 minutes into a reverend sermon is just the introduction, right? <laughs> so basically you're saying that uh, 25 minutes into a rev sermon, you are confused but like it. Is that what you just said? I don't know. We haven't even gotten to hear, the hear reading what of you the need passage to hear. yet. All right, well, that's what I hear. 25 minutes in. Makes me feel good. Go ahead. Here's yeah. the first topic. Take it or leave it, gentlemen. Michael Blumberg, for, former mayor of wait, New wait, York wait, City. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, did you just say Blumberg? He did Blumberg. Say. Okay, Cap um, can can pronounce very confusing theological words, but not, <laughs> not the names <laughs> of major politicians in the country. Well, that's how superpowers work. They don't work for everything, just uh, certain things. Okay, go ahead. Duh. Mm. I thought it was My- Bloomberg. I don't know. I, I have Blomberg here. I'll look it up. Is it not B L O O M? We might have an error in our show. Not notes. in what he. It's right, Bloomberg. It is. It's Bloomberg. In his he notes, owned, he write Blomberg. Okay, but he, in the, the link, typo. he copied. He owns the. Uh, he owns. Didn't he own like Bloomberg stores? All right. So, Michael Bloomberg, <laughs> the famous and well known in his name pronunciation. Uh, former mayor of New York City, came out a few weeks ago and stated that all of his accomplishments have certainly earned him a place in heaven. Gentlemen, do you want to take that or leave it? I want to take it. I've got a comment on that. All right, I want to take it. Um, I actually uh, put this out on on my own personal... Oh, now we're cheating. What? Twitter. I didn't realize you'd already commented on this. Oh, I just talked about it on Twitter, but no one's going to know that because they don't know what my Twitter account, personal Twitter account is. It is Mike Bloomberg... Um, but anyway, I, uh, I, I really, I, I'll be honest with you. When I read that, um, I really felt like it was, uh, it's kind of sad. Um, you know, I, I just, that, that if that's really what he believes, um, I almost felt like when I saw the quote that it was, it was almost more of a, uh, kind of an arrogant, uh, you know, well, if there is, you know, if there is a heaven, I'm pretty sure I'm going because I've done a lot of good things. Oh, it's, it, it's much worse than that. I'll read you his okay, quote, we'll and you can quote. tell me if you like it or lump it. Okay. Here's his quote. He, say, he says, I'm telling you, if there is a God, when I get to heaven, I'm not stopping to be interviewed. I am heading straight in. Oh. Sorry. I have earned my place in heaven. It's not even close. Do they interview you when you get? I haven't read anything I suspect Revelation. he's thinking about uh, Peter at the pearly gates, or that, the question, "Why should I let from? you into my heaven?" Okay, uh, yeah. I, when I read that, I thought, "Well, this kind of he, it, it almost seems arrogant that he's just trying to make the point." I've done a lot, and I've done a lot of good, quote unquote, good things. Uh, you know, bottom line is, um, I Bible says that the best 
things that we could ever do. The, 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 the greatest accomplishments we could ever have would be uh, like filthy rags to God. And we don't have to actually get into the direct translation Thank of you. filthy Maybe rags. Please don't. This is a family PG-rated show. It's really not. I only want but to taste any, my Virgil's Cola once. Okay. Anyway, it's uh, look, it's biblical. Okay, it's uh, it's biblical. Agreed. So the, the greatest things that we could ever do are, are not going to reach the uh, standard uh, of good because God is the standard of good. All that God does is good, and God is completely good. And no matter what we do, we're never going to be able to uh, achieve that on our own. And so, uh, you know, to be able to say I've done a lot of good things, so you, did, you know, I should get into heaven. Um, that is a, uh, to me, a very arrogant quote, and and very sad if you believe that, because your good works, my good works, will never accomplish us heaven. Will never accomplish us getting into the kingdom of God, because um, it, it's it, it's we're not uh, we're trying to define good the way we want to define it, not how God defines it. So I take it from that uh, that would be a lumpet. That non laconic response. It's a lumpet. I don't know what that means you just said, but yes, uh, that would be a lumpet. I, we're doing like it or lumpet. Is that is that, that is yes? Okay. So right. you lump it, nuke lump it. to you. I I agree. You know, for me, it's even if you're going to go with the I'm a good person justification to you know generic deity after death okay typically the the people you hear is i was a good person i did my best i tried this guy's coming across as an utter jack wagon saying i'm not stopping for you and you don't even have to be a, a, a believer to to think logically it, it's kind of like when you're when your kids bow up on you even if you're one of these hippie touchy-feely no discipline parents even that parent has the understanding of no, I'm you know I can affect whatever change I need to here, and if you again it doesn't have to be a Christian version of a deity. If you think of any generic deity, the fact that you're going to bow up on the created is going to bow up on the creator is just a statement. I don't understand even from a non-Christian perspective, and yeah. so it's almost like a double <laughs> lump it for me. So J A C K W A G is this an acceptable word? Oh, it's going to be. Up. Okay. It is going to be. I'll take your word for it. Thank we you. have two lumpets there. Next topic, you can choose to break it down or simply pass. Pastor Tulian calls out Tim Keller and D.A. Carson this week, accusing them of lying and lacking integrity. Take it or leave it. I want to pin it because I've heard a little bit of this story and I haven't got to read the specific Save article. it for next week. I'd like to because I, I want to dive are, in a little bit. Are you bit. making your own rules, Nuke, so now we can take it, leave it, or pin it? Yes, we can. You take it, leave that? it, or pin no, it. I like no, that. I'm, I'm fine. That's well, this is a complicated game. Well, look, if it was just the stories that have been kind of going on, uh, this this new thing where he's calling out Keller – um, and and Carson, that's that's new to oh, me. Oh wait, so. I missed that. Did he? I was I was actually looking something it, up. It he was actually pretty out wrong. Tim Keller called. He essentially said they uh, lied. I mean, it's big. Hey, See, there's a couple of you don't call out Tim Keller. That's or what I'm saying. Don Carson. That's but what I'm but saying. we're we're passing. Okay, we'll, we're, 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 let, let's no, all no, study. No, no, Stay tuned, audience, for episode two of Gospel Friends. Hey, before we get to the third one, can I ask a question? What does it mean to lump it? That means you don't like lump it. Lump on the head. Lump, okay, so to okay. All right, I, I'm looking. It's on, a negative connotation. I'm looking on the Webster's dictionary, and I can't find a uh, actual definition that goes well, I hope with lump it doesn't it the way we're using mean it. Mean something crude, because then the FCC is going to crash down on our heads. In addition to the 
heretic enemies we have. By the way, the uh, the music for this segment could be the Presidents of the USA Lump song. Yes. I like the Presidents of the USA. I don't know what that song's about. Volcano? It could be, it could be bad. Could be. Don't Based look it up. on the nature of Children. their other hit, we're not going to probably have another go. hit? Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about music. Go ahead. Stay away. If Stay it's not Garth Brooks. Item number three for yes. Take It or Leave It. Gentlemen, you may uh, chew on this or choose to pass. Rachel Held Evans, noted evangelical, or at least self-proclaimed evangelical, and non-complementarian. Also a arch enemy of Rev Verbage. <laughs> uses the term God herself in a recent blog post. Oh, are we going to take that oh, or are please, we going to leave let's, it? Let's take it. Let's, let's, I want to take that. What, what could say, possibly okay. go wrong? What do you say, Nuke? I am going to, uh, uh, in a recent blog post, she... Rachel uh, Held Evans, by the way, is... Uh, Reverend. I read her... Are you going to need the nuclear title? No, I, just, I read her stuff whenever the doctor tells me my blood pressure is too low. Here is the exact quote that she put without elaboration on a recent blog post. Rachel says, Mary was not the first nor the last mother to hold the broken body of her child in her arms. And because of today, because of the cross, it is a pain that God herself understands. Nuke, what? I I didn't get that. What? I, I went to Nuke first. Okay. I'm going to let you boil a little right, bit. Gonna, because like Nuke, you're better the more angry you get. But just Nuke just stuffed his mouth with a bunch of chocolate, and you called on him. So Whoa, how I the audience it. at home can't see that. I know. Rev. Sorry. Inside baseball much? Yeah. Go ahead, Nuke. Say, say that last sentence one more time, because that... April, uh, Mary was not the first nor the last mother to hold the broken body of her child in her arms. And because of today, because of the cross, it is a pain that God herself understands. Uh-oh, Newt decide. Do you like it or do you lump it? That's one of the most absurd statements I've ever heard in my entire life. Because Mary, the mother of Jesus, held a dying Jesus in her arms post-crucifixion. God knows what it feels like to hold a... Br- That's stupid. That Mary's not God, never has been, never will be. And so that, that doesn't... It starts with a false premise. That just, that's the thing that, that frustrates me on the, on the outset. Um, my I, blood pressure doesn't go up. I will say this in defense of Mrs. Evans. I don't think she's saying Mary is God. I think she is saying God has a feminine side and that it's appropriate to call... God, oh, I, God I, I herself. I was getting there. I, look, I was, <laughs> but I just I don't understand why why she draws the parallel or why she draws the line from Mary post crucifixion to what what God un- understood of that. Um, I here's the thing. I try. Um, there are a lot of controversial Christian authors that I try to. I, I try to take three steps back and go, what are you thinking and, and why? Not not to try to find truth where there may or may not be, but just to, to get in their head and, and figure out, are we just, are, are we hearing a name and are we reacting to previous headlines or, or previous articles that we didn't like? And I try to give people a fresh shot every time they, they come to come to the plate. I tried to read Love Wins with an open mind. Kind of thing. Did I've you read know that before we 
we've we talked we, about this on a show we may or may not have been yeah. a part of in the past. Um, but I, you know, I'll read her her blog periodically, and her whole you know year of, of living with biblical mm-hmm. womanhood. You know, oh, so you you've you've read some of Rachel's uh, stuff off and well. on. I, yeah. I don't you know I don't read as much as many blogs as you guys do, but it, this it just it just strikes me as as someone who's trying to fit God inside a, a socially acceptable, personally convenient. Um, mold and, and ignoring the full countenance of the word. I, I have no problem with someone um, trying to go to someone who has lost a child or whose child is hurting and go, God understands what you're going through with God having seen, this gets into a whole different thing, but with with what happened with Christ on the cross and and just all the different things that that play into there, and the nature of God, and um, God turning His back, and, and different things like that. I have no problem with someone trying to um, bring peace and comfort to someone with that. But just so, you go two or three steps too far with a statement like she makes there to me, and then and then to apply feminine nature to God because the Bible always uses a masculine nature, and that's insensitive or doesn't fully consider women well god is presented the way god wants to be presented in the word mm-hmm. and it's it's not a if bunch you of, take an inspirational view of scripture which of course we all do correct it, but it, again that goes it, but it's it's not even that you go well a bunch of scholars back 500 years ago decided they wanted God to be a man, so they made God a man. No. <laughs> you look at the the text, you know, the nature of the language in those verses. What was that and, voice you were doing just then? Was that like a kind of a backwards? I call him Bubba the Deacon, but I mean... You Bubba can, the Deacon. I like that. <laughs> He's going to be on a later episode. Um, but Can't I, wait. It's going to be interesting. Um, but I mean, God God is described the way God wants to be described, and I, and I think when you try to yeah, I think I hear a lump it there. Yes, yeah, lumped. Yeah, I'm a lump it as well. I will say this: I, I don't. Uh, I, yeah, Rachel, Rachel Evans. By the way, I, I'm not uh, uh, by her admission. She loves Jesus, and 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 so she would be a, a sister in Christ. I, I I disagree with her views on on several things, and in, in terms of uh, especially uh, you know biblical views on. Uh, men and women's roles and i think sometimes i I don't know i think some of the ways that sometimes she writes um almost is is writing to purposely be inflammatory i could be wrong about that and so certainly it seems like sensationalism yeah maybe not inflammatory a little bit and and you know look again i don't know her and so i want to be very careful there about uh, judging the servant of another uh but uh, one of the well, let me, real quick, one of the places where I see this come into play about God and the the, the masculine form uh, using His name in a, in a masculine way is uh, I've heard people say before. Well, there are those who, um, uh, for example, maybe there are, there's a, a woman out there who has been harmed by her uh, by f- her father or male figures in her life. So it's negative to refer to God in a male way uh, because that brings up these uh, uh, these these thoughts. And I, certainly I am, I am not trying to make light of that or to brush that under the rug, real people and their real hurts. Uh, but we, I think Nuke put it well, we don't get to define God. He defined himself. Now, God is, you know, theologically, I believe, neither man or woman. Um, he's spirit. Uh, Jesus was a man. God is spirit. 
and he made both men and women in his image uh, with his character. But he refers to himself throughout Scripture as in a masculine form. And because of that, we do not get to redefine him. We are not allowed to redefine him. And so um, that, that if we try to do that, um, we are in the wrong, um, whether it's uh, masculine, feminine, or any other way. So we have to lump that. I also lump it. So far, we're in agreement. Here's one that's going to be a little more controversial and very much in the news. This will be our last one, unless you choose to pass it. Uh, this week, there was a very tragic rampage shooting in Santa Barbara, California. As we are recording this podcast, details are still coming out. Uh, at least six people are dead, and uh, several several more have been wounded by uh, a particular shooter. Uh, this, again, this controversial, uh, gut-wrenching. One of the fathers of the kids who died said this, Why did Chris die? Chris died because of craven, irresponsible politicians and the NRA. Do you want to take that or leave it? I sense a hesitation. We've taken a turn. <laughs> wow, we just went down. Uh, we just went down a. Well, po- I wanted politics to get, today. I wanted to get something I wasn't sure we would agree on, and that might be it. Um. Yeah, we can take it. Okay. He said hesitantly. <laughs> All right, Rev, to you, and be careful. Why for does one, it have to go to me first? Because you said turn. take it. <sighs> Were you going to say leave it? I, I will say I was afraid it a... was going to be kind of at that point with the, uh, with the, with the silence. It was going to seem like a coward, cowardice. Uh, I, I'm, in, I'm a little afraid of taking this one, too. Shy away from This it. is a lighthearted show that handles heavy topics, right, uh, so, but this is a real crime essentially with the dad real is dead, saying dead people that... and a real grieving parent. Who has he? He said the quote is, "Why did Chris die? Chris died because of craven, irresponsible politicians and the NRA. They talk about guns rights. What about Chris's right to live?" All right. So this is um, the grieving father who is blaming, uh, placing the blame, uh, at least in part, on um, politicians and the National Rifle Association because of people who are against gun control. Correct. Essentially, Uh, you know I. I, I hate politics and talking about politics. Uh, one of the things that I, one of the things I dislike about where we uh, broadcast from here in the Hall of Dogma, and I, I cannot give the exact location because of the secrecy, but uh, you know we're in the Deep South, and uh, I think one of the things that you see happen here in our area of the country is that people often tie their religion to their political beliefs. That is a um, deadly danger. And so their it becomes... Their political belief. Well, you know, and for some, I think what it is, it becomes this. It becomes, um, you know, to be a Christian, you need to go to church, read your Bible, and be opposed to uh, gun control. Or you need to be pro this political, you know, you need to be a Republican. So uh, you need to... Go to church, read your Bible, be a Republican, or be a Democrat because, you know, more of the social aspects of, of the work, uh, social work. So, uh, you know, and that's a deadly, deadly mistake uh, that we make. And I think that's uh, so from a, from a you know, uh, I have political thoughts. I, I think, number one, a grieving father, um, I think you just let him be a grieving father. And, and you know, to me... Uh, I would be. I would try to console him, and 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 the words that someone speaks as they're grieving, let let it be their words. Um, I I'd, I want to spend a lot of time arguing with somebody uh, who's just lost their son. I you know 
politically do I do I think that lack of gun control um, brings about brings about you know killings and, and things like that? I you know I don't know. I, I really don't know. I, I I support people's right to to own a gun, um, but uh, you know I, I don't I don't know that people need ak-47s walking down the street either so i'm kind of a middle of the road on that i i i i think the main thing for me is that it's a danger to 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 uh marry your your politics and your religion because they they are supposed to be separate i'd let a grieving father say what he what he wants so you refuse to lump it yeah i refuse to to lump it over the fact that he's do you like his statement grieving the loss of his child do I like his statement? I would not. If if someone made the statement, I believe, you know, that people are dying because of our our lack of gun control. I would say, you know, show me the show me the statistics. You know, give me the give me the information on that. I don't want to just say that's dumb. You know, give me the information. What are the, you know, what are the murders happening over? What guns are being used and. How they get access to them and those kinds of things. All right, Nuke Rev is treading very cautiously well, I, here and with good reason. What do you have to say? Do you like this or lump it? Yeah, in, in his um, large amount of verbiage, um, you know, he he said some things that did soften my. Was that a crack? It was an acknowledgement. Okay, um, that is your power. It is well, and it worked because here's here's the thing to the to the statement. He's dead because of the NRA lump that statement. I, I disagree with that statement. But if you're asking me, what do you think about this cat statement? I, I don't, I disagree. He's, he's dead because of a person who in the process of killing seven people, he stabbed three. And so it, his son tragically is dead because of a person that for whatever reason felt this was the only action he could take his tool by which to do that happened to be a gun and some type of blade um but to the father if he's sitting at the table that's not gonna be the conversation i have with him anyway and so and that's and that's the perspective i'm glad that that rev brought to the table because to that statement i say one thing to that man i say an entirely different thing i I am probably uh again you know i i i I hate political labels I, i don't even you know i'm if you were to ask me, are you are you conservative or are you liberal? I would I would ask you, well, what's the issue? You know, if it, if you want to try to put me into a bucket, you know, what's the issue? Social issues, I can tell you. You know, when it comes to issues of, of for example, abortion, I'm I'm going to be conservative. Um, but you know, I support people's right to carry a gun. But sometimes I look at guns that are being manufactured today and say, oh, I really, why do we need that? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. yeah there, there are certain guns you look at and just say. I, I don't, I don't know why we need that, and 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 that probably is not going to do anyone any good except some kind of bad. But uh, uh, my heart goes out to him, and uh, yeah, and what has happened? De- devastating. Is, uh, uh, losing a child, uh, unimaginable. All of us have multiple children. Um, I'm I'm going to kind of follow along with Nuke. I lump the statement because uh, strongly lump the statement while embracing the father. The fact of the matter is when you blame guns, and and in particular politicians and the National Rifle Association, I think you are in a very dangerous way moving the blame for this away 
from the direction it should face. And that the fact of the matter is, maybe we have an overly gun-focused culture in the United States of America, but this crime didn't happen because of that. This crime happened because a person decided to kill people. And the blame needs to be placed on that person, and uh, mental illness, I'm, I'm certain, quite played a factor, and uh, lack of the gospel, you know, this is, uh, I've often talked about the non-problem of evil, people say, you know, there's a problem of evil, uh, I think there's a non-problem of evil, I think the burden is on atheists to explain why there is evil in this world apart from a biblical explanation that involves a, sa- a, real, a real Satan. I, th- I, th- I will say I think you bring up a good point in that, um, you know, we are, uh, I, I think sometimes people are quick to blame guns. And I think you just brought an angle up that I think is really important. I, gr- I grew up in a home, my, my father was a police officer. I grew up in a home where we had multiple guns. Uh, we not only had multiple guns, but he had multiple loaded guns in his home. Um, from the time that I was little, I knew where those guns were. And my dad would talk to me continually about gun safety, not touching guns, um, yada, yada. And uh, he'd go, he, would go through, he would go through mock situations with me. All right, David, if, I mean, Rev. <laughs> That was. I guess we're gonna have to find a new co-host next week when they come to your house <laughs> and take you down. Uh, you know, Rev. If someone comes to the house and and they ask, "Hey, won't you get out your dad's guns? What are you gonna say?" I mean, we would we would go through this. I never had any thoughts growing up of of touching guns when my dad was around. Of, of any you know certainly nefarious, um, uh, um, you know, doing something nefarious with them. So I, I think that you're. I think you're right. Is that you know the 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 problem there is the sinfulness of man, and I think when we look to when we look to blame an object for what a fallen person is doing and for what has happened in the fallen world, then you, we look for the answers in the wrong places. So, in other words, the the answer becomes well, we just need more gun control. When truthfully, the answer is we need the gospel. People need the to come issue to know is, Christ. Is the heart? Yeah, not the yeah. Gun. That's perfect. That, that that is a that is a very good point that I I would not have thought of before before you said that. That's excellent. Well, thank you. You're very kind, Rev. I will say this: uh, the people that use Jesus to justify their pro gun views that scares me a little bit. I have a gun. I have more than one. I'm not a member of the NRA. I believe in the right to keep and bear arms. Uh, Jesus's followers, when he asked them, they had two swords among them, and uh, the two guys who had the swords apparently didn't get rebuked, but Jesus himself apparently wasn't carrying a sword, even though he was in a dangerous situation. So I think if you argue either way that Jesus is pro-gun or against gun, I think you're trying to put words in the mouth of Jesus. That's dangerous business. All right, Nuke, we're about to go over to you for the segment. I will tell you real quickly as you get ready, these are the stories we skipped for today. Uh, Number five, Jamie Brown says we are heading towards a worship crash in the church. Number six, Ed Stetzer says that the idea that youth groups are bad is based on bad research. 
Number seven, David Murray says Obadiah is the least popular book in the Bible. <laughs> number eight, Michael Sam's reality show has been put on hold. And finally, number nine, an MMA fighter this week in a very interesting YouTube video, even though he was dominating his opponent, tapped out himself to spare his opponent a serious injury. Okay, Maybe that, we'll pick those out next that time. Sound, uh, Nuke, I am never going to fight you because I want to spare you serious injury. Oh, I saw the video. He was killing the guy, but like literally, and the guy wouldn't tap out, so he himself tapped out. I thought it was very honorable, but I was going to ask you if you liked it or lumped it, but it's uh, too late. I'm we're, a little we're conf- beyond that. Oh, I'm sorry. Nuke, you can't answer. You need to move on to something else. I love that Verbage Man over here was able to rattle off a couple statements. but You should watch the video. That's the way it works. I've known that for a very long time. Take it or get angry over it. Okay. He's hulking up. Oh, wait. We can't use that. No. He's nuking up. Trademark. (laughs) Nuking up. Wow. Nuking up. That's delightful. No, you know, I'm just happy to be um, podcasting again. And honestly, you know, we had a... Interesting route. That's something you don't hear Nuke say a lot. I'm I'm happy. happy. I'm I'm happy. happy. (laughs) It may not be for long, depending on how many more times uh, verbiage over there. Well, he's happy in the Lord, but angry at evil heretics and prosperity proclaimers. I'm so glad Cap is here to uh, church this up And co-hosts who do not help him put all the tech together. (laughs) (laughs) We're standing around talking, and he's trying to uh, hook I carried the podcast table. Oh, yeah, that's true. You did. I, okay, I did nothing. I stood around and talked. Yes. And hey, nobody is surprised. I would like to point out Nick? that. <laughs> what? I didn't say Woo, anything. There you go. <laughs> all right. Um, thank God for level eight. Hey, look, because Cal, the audio on this is going to be all over the place. Your, uh, your big theological words aren't going to help. <laughs> if our, if our the face. first episode ends in a big fight between the three hosts, I guarantee you that will increase our subscriber count exponentially one will stand one will fall and one will run to the trash can avoiding his friend who fell in a hole hey bring, um, bring it for us hey what has what has been your favorite part of getting ready for the show like the most challenging thing okay you just said favorite and most challenging those okay. things are at your odds favorite the favorite was a sarcasm <laughs> sarcast sarcastically which but what's been the the most challenging well look i mean the thing that came you also find in my wow. He didn't cough this time. No, Captain. It, Captain now Dale. see, I'm, it's like Pavlov's dog. I'm ready for a sermon now because he pops top on a can. I right am addicted he, to Mountain Dew yeah, diet. Diet. Yes, you are. Um, so the uh, more sarcasm. The the thing that I felt that really came easiest, flowed the quickest, was our name. How, oh, yeah. What we were going to. Yeah. What we we're going to go by, and I think that just. I would say quick is definitely the word that I would use for that. So would y'all, would y'all like to go over a few of the names that we... Um, oh, please. Well, we have a list of 3,742 rejected names from th- Wednesday. Okay, <laughs> I think we've... Uh, I've been a part of three podcasts. Uh, well, only but only two that we had a name. And I think coming up with a name for the podcast is like... To me, that's the that's the most challenging part of the mountain. And was, frustrating. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I hated so both of you before... <laughs> We were done. So what was your favorite of the rejected names? Uh, f- my favorite of the rejected names? I, I, I Deep Fried Dogma was, was probably my favorite because I came up with See, that. See, there were aspects of that one I, I did like. I, you know, It was kind of a, we're in the South, Deep South, people fry stuff up around here. We're dogmatic. 
I just put a bunch of stuff together and deep fried dogma sounded good. And and the deep fried if deep fried dogma, the Facebook community group was gonna be the Friary, which was a playoff friars. No, no, no. The Friary was going no. to be uh Rogue Friars. Uh, originally though, the I, show. I, I put in an email to you guys that y'all because you only read half my emails because Well you send out twenty a day. Okay, well, that's what Rev that's what Rev Verbage does, but it was the Friary. Because, you know, deep fried dogma, friary. Well, so then we got on a... What was your favorite? Well, then we... See, I never... I had stuff that I liked parts of. You know what I mean? But never any one name that I was just like, stake in the ground, let's do this, I'm fighting for it. Um, You know, the thing that got me was when we got on the... Like the too cool for school names, and so one of the ones that came off of that was Rogue Friars. Yes, and so in, in our we're our our uh, Fortress of Solitude, as it were, was trademark patent something thing we can't say and use it um, was going to be the Friary, and it kind of things kind of that. ebbed and flowed, or you know flowed kind of through. Um, what was some of the other? Blue collar church scoundrels, blue, church scoundrels, church rogue scoundrels, scoundrels uh, rogue scoundrels, rogue friars. Those were my favorites. Okay, so apparently we 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 at one point we hit a dogma. I've got blue collar dogma, hopeful dogma, oh, everyman dogma. We were we were committed to dogma for a while. Well, I talked to an unnamed uh, friend of ours and asked their opinion, and they thought that reminded them of a dog. So <laughs> okay, that is one please, of the reasons. Please why tell we, me who said that. Okay, well, don't because that would be the fryer. Much, it had to be the fryer in, in, inside baseball. There, back porch Baptist. Uh, Not bad. Oh yeah. wait, but <laughs> are we Baptist? We I remember say. this one: two elders and a contrarian. <laughs> I still, I still uh, like. Actually, that actually, if you want to go that route, my favorite was uh, two Calvinists and Armenian. <laughs> we are getting closer and closer to identifying ourselves, gentlemen. Uh, well, I urge you caution. No hipsters allowed. Hey, why don't we? We should do like a con- three nerds. Talk right, we should do a contest. Time. We should do a contest when we actually have listeners. Uh, that uh, we have listeners. Okay, hello, listeners. To the listeners, we should do the you identify you send in identify the Armenian among us, and first person that can do it wins some stuff. When we as long as you don't know us in real life. Well, yeah, no, yeah, it doesn't count. You know, it has to be, you have to uh, not know us in real life. Just figure it out from the show. Not know us in real life and yeah. figure it out from the show and you win a 20-pack of Diet Mountain Dew. Hey, that's a, that's a great plan. Delivered outside the Hall of Dogma for you to come pick up if you live nearby because we ain't mailing it to you. <laughs> I was about to say, by the time it got to the post office, it'd be half. That's why you're saying a 20-pack because four would be gone between your house and the post yeah, office. perhaps so. among us. But, oh my uh, gosh! First contest. I'm look, glad. I'm I'm thankful for Nuke and, and his ability to get all this together. Oh, I that's think fun. that uh, I love this stuff. Yeah, I think that that, that uh, I, I think you know some of those names could have could have worked, it's, oh, especially sure, the sure. ones that I that I mentioned and came up with. Um, I, you know, I I just I love um, I don't know. There's something naming podcast because <laughs> I don't. I I do not love naming the podcast, but I just I like. Um, trying to to meet people where they are and um you know the times where i really get to kind of to think and you know on sundays at least i'm i'm kind of what i've been doing for the podcast i do a lot of at the, at the the place where we all meet on sundays trying to keep with our vague agape com. there too um and so you know i'm i stay pretty busy that on, sounded a little specific you said it earlier cap so this is Oops. Your, well, moving along. Um, 
but there but there are times where I'm pretty kind of kind of busy on Sundays running running here and there and and so the times when um, I get to do more reflection is later in the week and it's usually podcasts and teachings and things like that and I just I like I like the discussions that get to happen you know we all used to spend a lot of time um, outside of of the traditional services together um, with some other friends and, and you know other ministers and, and people in other churches and some of the best times that I had um, or have still are the times when it's just four or five, five of us, you know, eight or 10 of us, what, however many people get to be there around a table and just, we live our lives out together. And, um, just the honesty that comes from that and, and honesty being that it's not always pretty, but you've got a group of people that, that absolutely would go to bat for one another that want the best thing for one another. And they're walking out life together. Sometimes take a bat to one another. (laughs) Just depends. Well, we may or may not have deserved it on what Um, we've been talking about that day. But I, but I think simmer down now. I'm the nuclear one. Okay, so calm down. The fact of the matter is, both of you guys are angrier than uh, you know your normal. Uh, let me tell you who superhero. Let me tell you who guy. never gets angry. Cap never ever. He is just always truth, justice, even kill. Really big words that I'm going to use them, and y'all are not going to know what I'm yeah, saying. You're going to be confused, and I'm going to run away. Look at me. Look at all it my, may or may not be a men's Bible study because I may or may not be in the room. Like, Look at all my badges that I got. Look at my badges. All right, that's out. it. <laughs> I'm taking my Mission headphones off. Hey, what, right, real quick, everybody go around. What's one thing you'd like to, you know, what's one thing you want to accomplish? Like, what would you like to see accomplished podcast-wise with a us? A billion listeners. Thanks, Cap, for that very, uh, that very thoughtful, <laughs> theological, and Christ-glorifying answer. A billion listeners, so that what, Cap? So that we can be famous. Awesome. Oh wait! All right. So hey, we're going to take. I'm not going to start. Um, that's my. Uh, that's my fleshly answer. Let me give you a better one in a minute. Okay. It's. Uh, we we have to replace Cap if we keep going this direction. <laughs> I think. I think for me, I, I think it's one of the things. Um, you know, I somewhere along the line, I think in in, in our world today, 2014, um, discussions among Christians. Over Christian issues, discussions between Christians and 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 those uh, who are non-believers have turned into shouting matches and yep. constant debates and um and and protest and uh and somewhere along the line we've just lost this art of being able to just discuss and I don't mean discuss in the in the in the you know, in the sense of let's find a compromise. No. I'm not a compromise guy, but I believe you can have discussions. I believe you can have um, good relationships with people. Mm-hmm. And quite honestly, I think you can sit around and talk about deep theological issues, have some fun with it, and you know, and 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 come to um, Christ-centered conclusions. And and so that, that's that's something that I think over the years that we've we've kind of learned um, mm-hmm. not how to do perfectly, but I think we've. We've, we've done that, learned how to do that. And, and so to me, I, I'd kind of like to bring that to bear, is that, that we, we can talk about things, can have fun um, in talking about deep things, um, and we can also have um, reasonable conversations. I think there's a verse. I always have trouble with that word, reasonableness. But it's, uh, there's a verse that talks about let your reasonableness – say, wait, I just did it. Let your reasonableness – it's weird, that Cap, we it's weird that it's uh, weird that Rev Verbage has problems with uh, pronouncing words, but uh, anyway, let your reasonableness be known to everyone, and I think that uh, that's important for Christians to remember. So I like we that. Can be reasonable people and 
put the gospel out there. Well, I actually have a similar uh, hope. I was just kidding about the billion subscribers, although that would be great. But uh, how did Jesus teach people? I mean, we have some of his sermons, we have some of his messages and such, but what he did was he didn't take his disciples to school. He took them into his life and went with them and talked with them and ate with them and wandered with them and sent them on missions and brought them back in and discipled them. And so much of his truth and his training and his love and his mission was communicated to those guys and the ladies that went around with them and supported them, which really is in the Bible. So much of that interchange was conversational mm. uh, w- was was casual I mean like I said we do have sermons we believe in sermons you and I rev we we, we preach more than our fair share of sermons and and uh, nuke over here he he teaches too we have plenty of those things but oftentimes truth is also communicated in a casual sitting around the table mm-hmm. drinking some cokes and uh, throwing down a few jokes and and talking about a few things kind of way and that's kind of my vision for this uh this little podcast that we would combat evil and overthrow heretics through the conversational fun delivery of truth yeah i love that you know i i fund them i firmly uphold paul's qualification for elders and deacons so don't hear me saying that but i do love that whenever jesus takes the disciples and and sends them out um you know, those first few times they get sent out, it's, here's my message, go tell it. And it's real simple, and it, it's not overly complicated. And I think we overcomplicate the message so often for the average laity that um, it, it's to a degree that it doesn't have to be. And it, it, I think it intimidates people from from missing um, the calling. And so that, that kind of what you guys have said it, it sums it up well, me too, is just that that we would we would facilitate a place where people can just not be afraid to ask a question, not be afraid to disagree, but that we could all sit around, have a respectful conversation, that in the end we all realize that we are people that are trying to defer to the word for for the the churches at large, churches good and God's glory, and be able to be wrong. And you know, you you said it before um, Rev, and I, and I I know it's a stolen quote, but in seminary, one of your professors, the quote about, mm. in my th- theology, somewhere I'm wrong. And that realization that, you know, we don't have to have it all figured out, but that's why we're all, I, that's why we're put together in groups. We're never told, never in the Bible do you see anyone sent off on their own without anybody. And I, and I just think that community and that that family of faith, that body of believers is just crucial. And being an extension of that is my goal for this. Awesome. I pray God shines his favor upon us. Cap Amen. looks like he's itching. Speaking so. of, uh, you, know, you got a problem, Cap? You all right? No, no. Okay. Go ahead. I was thinking, you guys want to have a little fun for just a moment since we've been talking about some serious things. Um, you mentioned Ed Stetzer a minute ago. Yes. Ed, Ed, uh, Ed and I are good friends. Uh, okay, well, we're really not. You have conversed over Twitter. One of the things I in love. Real life. One of the things I love about Ed Stetzer is he'll actually he'll he'll converse with you if you're on Twitter. He'll he'll converse by he'll you know back and forth with you. I love that. Hey, how and, about Rick Warren added me to a list one time? Yeah, how long did you stay on it? 
Keep going. I, I interrupted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, so you uh, you may not have been on there very long. But anyway. No comment. Okay, so I don't want to identify myself. Ed Stetzer. I love Ed's blogs. I love his site, um, The Exchange. Um uh, uh, blog and uh, and uh, but anyway, he he had an article out that was the uh, 2013 top church signs. He does a thing every so often on his blog. I oh, think dear. maybe even once a week, but it's uh, church signs and top church signs. And so I thought I would read you some of the top church signs of 2013, and you guys kind of give your just your impression of those signs. So if you're you're going down the road and you see uh, you you go down the road and you see. Church signs, this church sign. What would you think? What would be your uh, what would be your thought? You if one of them is know? sign broken, message inside, I'm going to say okay. a PG rated word. All right, yeah, besi- uh, sign broken, message inside, and plorp. Plorp. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our safe word. That's awesome. Plorp. Hey, I do have a quick question on the signs. Do you have pictures of them? I do. Do you? Can you tell what denomination they are? Yes. Can we get bonus points if we can get the denomination Absolutely. right? That's a good. That's a good idea. <laughs> good game. That's I'm a good so idea. All right. So you, yeah. Tell me if heaven has a penalty box. Try I'm to going. guess the denomination. Try to guess the nom- and, and tell me like your thoughts. I, another one that is not on here that I love is C H C H. What's missing? You are. You are. You are. I love. Hey, that coming one. home. We took my. Just had a shiver of disgust go up my spine. I got to see one of my favorite churchy non-church signs today. My. We, my wife is a school teacher, and this is our last week, but my children, my youngest two aren't in daycare, and we're coming back from my mom's where they're staying. Thank you, Mom. Um, and we got, to, we got to see the go to church or the devil will get you sign. A very famous sign oh, in our state. In, these, in our state, that is a, uh, that is a great sign. And, and, and we're not going to say our state, but I'll give you a hint. Roll Tide. David, don't say anything. And by the way, uh, that, that devil... Speaking on of, that sign looks like the uh, devil off the devil's ham cans. You know what I'm talking about? Little devil with the I do. Yeah. On the devil's Speaking of current events, did you did you something about Roll Tide and a new signee that'll be joining the 2015 high rated tight end? I yes, see. Yes. Yes. And by the way, we will be talking football in this show. Unfortunately, the Auburn voice is not going to be make it. dominant. Hey, I think one of the one of the I think what we should do. Um, in out of respect for you guys, is like the first time we talk about football. Why don't we review how y'all played? He said something about Auburn, didn't you? I'm not sure what happened to. Well, can uh, you mute, Rev? Can you mute him? Because that's awesome. Okay, that's not cool. <laughs> that's not cool. I would we need like to get to, somebody who doesn't have a football team, like a Kentucky fan, to come in and well, help I mean, us out with. You've often heard the conspiracy theory that the University of Alabama controls media in the state, and I think we'll we're going to see the reality of that here on this podcast. All right, as roll tide, Paul. Bro. <laughs> I think is our first football, whenever we oh, do the first football Lord. segment, we should review, um, out of respect for you guys, we review how you guys played this past year in the National sure. Championship game. Sure. Oh, wait, you weren't there. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, War Eagle. Right. All right, edstetzer.com. If we it went were, well we for you all, did it? Uh, I can't remember. <laughs> By the way, the fact that we're gospel friends means that we can root for different football teams and On still Saturday. love each other in Jesus. That's right. That's right. And not watch, watch those games, games together. together. <laughs> Let's go with the first one here. Edstetzer.com, okay? Um, some people give God all the credit, but not all the cash. 
I'm going to lump that one. You start oh, wait, <laughs> different game. <laughs> you start with that one, really? Yeah, you don't get to lump it. You actually have to say uh, like. Uh, so we're going. All right, best, I just threw up a little bit in my mouth. That's some, awful. Some give God the credit, but fail to give God the cash. That's exactly. Oh, what denomination is Creflo Dollar? Um, <laughs> did we just do that? I uh, think we can do that. That's fair. Okay. Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, all right. Y'all go quick. We got to run through this denomination. Well, Cap. I don't want to insult anybody because that's a stupid church sign. For, yeah, for a second guess. it was going to be good nature. Now it's just awkward. Okay. Uh, well, what do y'all think about the sign? So we're, we're no. Uh, it, no. Yeah, it's awful. Okay. It's a it's a little manipulative. All right. I won't. A mention. little really. Okay, Captain. Okay. PR. I'm being nice. Yeah. Okay. No. 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 Right, he's no longer Captain Crunchy. He's Captain PR. We we'll go to the next one. <laughs> Captain we won't, PR. We won't mention. I mean, the what? the name of the CPR. church, by the way, I'm not going. The name of the church has Quaker in it, but it's uh, it's a denomination you would already. Did they make okay. Okay. Uh Prayer, the only call the government can't hear. <laughs> I'm gonna like that one. That's really really good. So you it's put that clever on, at least. Would you put that on our no. our church sign out for I don't know funny. that I would because then the NSA would be all over the uh Hall of Dogma. Yeah, because like you haven't tweaked business. them out already. Hey, for uh They've got a file on you, bro. I'm sorry. By the way, this is one of the first hey, church signs I've seen. Tell me what seen. it says. It's one of the first church signs I've seen where they actually have the Facebook and Twitter logo on the sign. Hey, that's impressive. Person. They're very 2014. Okay, I'm going to guess that's a non-denominational church. It is not. That is uh that's a uh, United Methodist church. Oh, United, that explains that. United, <laughs> not a Methodist church. Hey, um, by the way, I don't well, know. If color you guys, me impressed. I don't although. know if you guys know this, but um, our church sign outside of the Hall of Dogma actually made a stupid church signs blog one time. Did it really? Yeah, we had out there. Um, Always drink upstream from the herd. <laughs> okay, let's move on. This was before our uh, our time. Satan called. And he wants his weather back. Oh, see, that's... <laughs> that would be... Uh, it's gotta be well, Baptist. it's theologically incorrect, because obviously Satan is not in the lake of fire right now, for one. And, and it's also, by the way, a it's, it's kind of a misnomer. Like, Satan doesn't actually love hell and fire. Exactly. Right, right. Like, hell's actually made not for him to rule, but... Actually, that's where that's he's going. That's a bad place for him. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's kind of a um, it's kind of a misnomer. We may you know straighten that out. Free beer. Just kidding. Free Jesus. Sunday morning. That's got to <laughs> be an Assemblies of God or a Church of God church. Actually, uh, that's our Methodist friends again. Oh, okay. Well, it's it grabs you. It's not uh, I, the ones I hate I'm the most bitter. are the are the false teaching ones that you see all the time. Um. The false teaching. So you're okay. How about Chuck Norris loves our church? <laughs> you nice. like that? No, no, no. You don't, nah. you, are you hey, not look, that, meh. You're not with the, the Chuck Norris stuff? I'm up with it, but just meh. Look, that's okay. the thing. It's it, it's one of those that it's a different kind of corny. It's it's at least trying to be <laughs> relevant. It's trying to be current. I, I like free beer. No, just kidding. Free Jesus. Yeah. A little better. You want Look, there are some church signs that don't realize they're irrelevant, and those are the ones that I'm just like, oh, you really need to hire somebody. Yes. Like, Visitors. hey, bro, you should have retired 10 years ago, apparently. Why are you still, you know? Visitors welcome. Members expected. Okay, so. Ah, jeez. Okay, actually, that, that was actually my, one my wife and I saw yesterday uh, driving to the lake, and uh, my wife said, well, I would just, that kind of motivates me to stay a visitor. 
Yeah, that's my a wife good... loves Jesus. It was just hey, speaking of my good. wife, I just got a text message from her. Spoiler alert: If you're watching that old show, Veronica Mars, she said Jake Kane is Veronica's biological dad. Question, 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 question mark. Anyway, I have no idea reference. who any she of hasn't those gotten along people very are. Far in the show. She has, but we're we're watching House right now, so that shows you where we are in our, um, you know, the timeline continuum for shows. Ready or not, here I come, Jesus. Oh gosh! <laughs> all right, it's been no. a great first episode of. Um, oh my gosh! All right, can you all right, guess the denomination on this one at least? We got two more. Okay, two, two more here. Um, actually, I'm going to do two more, and then one that I don't get. I'm going to ask you guys if you get it. We probably old timey hellfire brimstone King James preaching. We guess lost the denomination. Uh, Bible Church. Uh, uh, well, Baptist. No, independent. Independent. Uh, Had to be independent. Okay, y'all ready for this one? Hey, no offense, Bible Church or Baptist, because we might be one of those. All right, y'all ready? Church sign on Ed Stetzer's blog. Marriage is a threesome. Man, woman, God. Mm. Ooh. I'm going to go with Methodist there, Chuck. Actually, are you okay? (laughs) Are you okay, Nuke? I think we just lost our family-friendly rating. (laughs) It's on the blog. It's right here. That's actually Church of Christ. Church? Wow. Do you think they're aware? Don't sing, Nuke. (laughs) Ed Stetzer's comment, or whoever does his blog, was that's one way of putting it. So, okay. Tom. Okay. Dangerous. Can we call Tom? Go ahead. Okay. We're really going to throw... Sorry. We're really going to throw our our PG rating out, but let's just say... That, you know, kids are in bed, you've planned a special night with the bride, and you all are ready to commence with the activities that require the kids to be in bed and the door locked. And Holding hands. At least. And actually created kids to begin with that you have to put behind closed doors. But go thank, ahead. Thank you very much. Um, how does that work when you go to turn on the iPod and there's no music? Because you're Church of Christ. <laughs> wow. Holy moly. Wow. Um, I can feel the emails <laughs> pouring in please just send, from that. Please you know we have real live Church of Christ friends. And a lot I know of I'm them counting on one of them listening to this show and I want to hear please what Please send emails to He's Nuke. He's going to hit you in the head with a shovel. Nuke at hallofdogma.com. Um, all right. You guys By explain way, this one. Last with one. music? Hmm? Music, right? I don't. I thought you were going to go like with worship music because of the reference, <laughs> but um, but that's not. That was actually a, a well. What's good singer. What's funny is apparently in non sanctified settings they can listen to whatever they like, but when they're worshiping God, they can't have instruments. I'm not confused by that at all. Again, one send thing, your messages, <laughs> dear Church of Christ brethren, to our friend. Nuclear Look, if you Nick, can't, uh, if whom you, I'm about to identify with his real name. If you Thanks, can't, mate. if you can't, uh, to me, to me, we should be able to poke fun at our denomination, oh, including the one, we're including in. our own. That um, look when they hit all no, those Methodist signs, I was offended because. Wait, that, oh, no, well, I aren't. will say though the idea of procreation to Christian music is odd to me. 
I never said Christian music. I know, but I said Church of Christ yeah. people can listen to other music with instruments, that just was not my, Christian yeah, music. That. that was part of the. So I think we're all okay. But the idea of procreation to we music call literal man is a little really so you, odd to me. Really, so it just have to be secular music. No, just no, uh, no music. I mean, I don't want to get too personal here, but <laughs> isn't that a bit of a distraction? Okay, so I was trying to make a vague statement to get a punchline. No, you you kicked the door open, and all I did was walk through. Okay, if you kick that door open, I'm shooting you, because there is no need to <laughs> there is no need to kick that door open. Was that the last church? Song? No, I have one more. Okay, but I don't. We really better under- go ahead. I don't get really to understand it. it, so I thought you guys could explain it to well, me. Well, it might be bad. This is from it the can't assem- be worse than this. Uh, Probably not. Assemblies of God Faith Assembly of Lacey, etc. dot com. Good job calling them out. I find your lack of faith disturbing, Darth Vader. <laughs> Rev, one of your other reference. superpowers, or maybe your weaknesses, is, is the fact la- that you're the only person left in the world that has never seen Star Wars. Actually, okay, to be fair, I saw Star Wars 3 You've and 4. You've seen the one that quote is from. 3 and 4, which because you know we couldn't make them in order. I saw them last year. I haven't seen the third one which is actually the fifth one and sixth one and I'm going to smack you in you're really about to make me psycho geek world how can you preach and not use star wars references <laughs> uh, look i saw i saw uh, on may 4th that you 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 did some star wars reference which I by the way my twitter I don't really feed do that a lot. my twitter feed every year fills up may the 4th be with you and i'm like okay one person needs to do that once every 10 years <laughs> not a billion people every year. Of course, someone sitting at this table's wife made him Darth Vader pancakes for... Yes, she did. May the 4th one year. That's really actually very cool. And she got to pick the soundtrack. My eyes just (laughs) went wide. Okay, guys. Well, I think we're heading towards the very end of the show. (laughs) And hopefully not the very end of Nuclear Nick's Marriage. Uh, she'll uh, never listen. She won't. For listen our to last she segment, we're going to do, uh, going to do evangelize a Eutychianist, and I'm going to ask you guys, what gospel <laughs> truth <laughs> do you share with a practitioner of Eutychianism to ha- cause him to deviate from his heretical beliefs? Rev, that one's to you. You're 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 no. E-U-D. <laughs> I see. Say your whole question. No, uh-uh. Don't Google. Don't Google. We're going to see if we can get this right. Closest one That gets- was not a real segment, but you can try. And it's oh, no, no. E-U-T-Y. Straight up. Hold on. The gospel. Stop. Stop. Sorry. Stop Googling. How about this? Close what do what, what heretical view do Eutychianists hold? Guess. The, the closest one that gets it gets to take their Virgil Cola home. Rev, stop home. it. Rev. Don't Google it. Rev. You've got to guess. No, no, straight up. Whoever gets, the fir- whoever gets the closest gets to lead off with the game next week. Great. All okay. right. Do it. Rev, he called on you first. Right. So I'm I'm trying a to... What does a Eutychianist believe? Could you spell that? E-U-T-Y-C-H-I-A-N-I-S-M. Eutychianist. Based on the teachings of Eutychus of Constantinople, that famous 4th century heretic. They believe... Are you looking this up? No. Okay. They believe it's a heretical teaching. It is. That Jesus was not the Son of God. Okay, good guess. Over to you, Nuke. Something to do with botany. Something to do with botany. I think Rev has won for, in fact, the Eutychianist belief 
is that Christ had one nature, a nature that was a mixture of divine and human natures, not two natures. That's what I was saying. They believe that uh, Christ has a, a third sort of nature, not that he was fully man and fully human, but that he was a blend of human and God. I'm sorry, fully man and fully God, but that he was some sort of third type of blend of fully uh, God-man together. All right, so I win. So next week... You win. You got the game. Next week I have the game to, uh, to start us off. Yes. All right. I'll be ready. Can't wait. I would, uh, gentlemen, brush up this week on your uh, 80s professional wrestling. Oh, Lord. That was all... And maybe, You're going down, Nick. And maybe early 90s. You're really going down then. Anything before the end of If it was early 80s, I was... Well, <laughs> Google, Google will be... My, Amen. All right. It's been good being with you guys tonight. Well, gentlemen, good show. I will close my final words with the words of Charles Spurgeon that he often closed his sermons. Look to Jesus, look to Jesus, look to Jesus. I I like that. Um, I wish I'd thought uh, to come up with a... You know, I love these things wherever we all were like, hey, we're going to do this thing. And then... This thing. He finds another thing and doesn't tell anybody. Yeah. And then we're left here looking like... Yeah. I would like okay. to close tonight with the words of Nuke. Something inappropriate, something inappropriate, something inappropriate. <laughs> Music, wife, etc. Nuke? Sort of rhymes. I would like to quote the Rev. I'm smarter than you, I'm better than you, and doggone it, I like myself. Amen. See you next week. Love you guys.